When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. We are officially in September, Coomsey. The dog days of summer are over. Crunch time is here. Title of the podcast. Dog days gone. Crunch time here. Welcome into episode 107. As always, brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Promo code BJNBODD gets first-time users of the app 25% off and no delivery fees. You have no time to cook because the next 30-some days of your life are going to be about scoreboard watching. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be keying into what the Tampa Bay Rays are doing, what the Baltimore Orioles are doing, Mm -hmm. what the Seattle Mariners are doing, what the Minnesota Twins are doing, what the Cleveland Guardians are doing. There's a lot to pay attention to. I would say the wildcard race is messy. It is incredibly messy. Get ready. Find all of those illegal streaming sites you need to make sure you don't miss a second of Baltimore Orioles or Tampa Bay Rays action. Prepare to load up your computer with viruses watching baseball. We are not saying that you should use these websites. (laughs) That's a joke. We are saying that you should watch legally on your Rogers package. Rogers, please don't sue us. I'm sorry. MLB TV. MLB Something TV. Like that. Yeah, that's easy. Anyways, this is going a bunch of really weird ways, but the point is the Jays are right in the thick of a playoff race and they are pretty close to being on the outside looking in. On one hand, you could go, hey, you know, they're they're right around there with Tampa Bay and Seattle. On the other hand, they're only two games up on the Baltimore Orioles. They could very easily within one bad stretch of games be on the outside looking in. Scale of one to ten. Let's just start with this before we even go and look at the Chicago Cubs series. One to 10, how confident are you this team will make the playoffs? Well, it's kind of a glass half full or glass half empty approach you have to take. And it's that at this point, we're entering the final month of the season and there's 70 and 59, which is probably not quite as good as we thought they were going to be. But they're in a fine spot right now. They control their own destiny. They're in a playoff spot. They're in the third wild card spot, so they wouldn't host a playoff series if it were to begin right now. But if they simply just do better than the teams behind them and they're going to be playing these teams, namely Baltimore, a mm. lot down the stretch. The Jays control their own destiny. So I think that's positive. At least last year, what happened was the first half was difficult and then they had a lot of ground to make up later. Their hot streak nearly got them to it, but it wasn't enough this year. Now they've done enough earlier in the season to put themselves in a situation where they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to find out, OK, are you going to be the first wild card team? Are you going to be the third, second, or are you going to blow this thing and lose out to the Baltimore Orioles? So uh, on a scale of one to 10, how worried am I? I'm kind of in the middle. There's reasons to believe and there's reasons to be doubtful. I think uh, there's validity on both sides, but I think the Jays are a pretty good team. I think they're pretty good. I think. 
I think they are good enough to do it. But again, baseball is a weird sport and this team has been wildly inconsistent. They, you know, every piece of this lineup has been wildly inconsistent, whether it's the starting pitching and someone like Jose Barrios, whether it's the depth pieces in their lineup or even the stars. When you kind of look at how Vladimir Guerrero Jr. season has gone, you know, certainly not as productive as it was last year. I think we expect him to take a bit of a step back. But I don't think I expected that step back to be as frustrating as it's been. Bo Bichette, plenty of reasons to be, you know, frustrated with his roller coaster season. George Springer barely staying in the lineup. Like this next month, they could flip a switch because you never know when a hot streak's going to start. They could flip a switch when nine of their next 10 and we're sitting there laughing because they're back in the top wildcard spot and everything seems fine. They could go through this next stretch, lose three or four to the Orioles, only take one or two against the Pirates and you're sitting there going, fuck, they're going to miss the playoffs. So it's uh, it's going to be really, really intriguing. Uh, they did get two wins from the Chicago Cubs. So let's get into the three up, three down for that series starting with the first game. And if you're going to go on a run and make the playoffs and maybe go on a playoff run, you're going to need unexpected heroes. The Blue Jays got that in the series opener as Danny Jansen hits a huge three run bomb that gets them back into that ball game. And then he comes through with the walk off hit in extra innings. A guy who at points this season when he wasn't healthy, we speculated if he even had a spot on the Jays when he was healthy. Him getting hot there, him having that big game. Uh, hopefully that's a sign of things to come, I guess. Yeah, the Jays just need players to get hot right now. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, ideally, everyone gets hot and goes nuclear at the exact same time. Yeah. That'd be great. But just in situations like this where you have a, 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 a kind of a limp energy against the Cubs, you've just been yeah. swept by the Angels. You're not feeling good. You're down four nothing in the seventh inning against Chicago. You're like, oh, Jesus, this is another team we should beat. It's easy to dwell and get negative. But then all of a sudden, Danny Jansen comes out of nowhere, hits a three run bomb, makes it four to three in the bottom of the seventh. They tie the game the following inning and then they they damn near wind up blowing this thing. This was a weird seesaw yep. back and forth affair. And the nice thing for the Jays is that they played a good fundamental defensive game in the first nine innings. Things mm-hmm. got a little bit weird in the extra innings, which does tend to happen. Extra innings always feel chaotic with the runner on second. Everything's always a bit of a clusterfuck there, but they played a good fundamental game before that. And then they got the clutch home run. So it was kind of a nice way to come out of that terrible Anaheim series. Just get like some good vibes. It just felt like if they had lost that first game, it would have been a real doom and gloom downer atmosphere, especially again after the L.A. series. So just the fact that somebody came up, Danny Johnson, whoever it is, it's 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 great to get that. You need that so badly down the stretch because it can't ever just be one guy, right? No. And it can't be. And the next game, game two of the series, this is our second up. It was a different hero. We sat here recording the series preview for this one. And we were like, oh, when the lineup comes out for game one, is Tay Oscar going to be there? John Schneider benches him, mm-hmm. doesn't play him. We we dissected the lack of hustle play, I guess you'd call it, at the end of that Angel series. They put him back in the lineup for game two. And Tay Oscar, you know, makes up for it to an extent. They're down 2-1, bottom of the six. He hits a big three-run bomb. I love that play, but I also love the slide and catch he made in right field again that was a hustle play that's what you want to see from teoscar right now but the three-run bomb and him playing hero in game two is our second up yeah that's what that's that's kind of what the jays have to do at this point and that's what we kind of thought we were getting when john schneider took over as manager from charlie montoya was all right we have john schneider now he's more of an old school manager he's going to hold guys accountable it's not going to be charlie montoya's chill vibe you know everyone's having a good time everyone's relaxed Where's the T-shirt? Everything's fine. Not, no need to worry. No, it's going to be a completely different thing. If someone's dogging it or something's wrong, then 
they're going to take a seat the next day. And with Teoscar, it's hard to say, you know, he fouled the ball off of his foot. He might have had a sore foot and that's why he uh, uh, jogged slowly yeah. into second base uh, against Anaheim. But even then, if his foot's that bad, then, well, he really shouldn't be playing, especially when they're at home on the turf. Yeah. So this is the accountability we have to see down the stretch in September because there's no room for error. If someone's not playing their best, they don't seem focused, they don't seem locked in or they seem like they're just not getting the job done, then you have to put somebody else in there and give somebody else the chance to be the hot hand for Teoscar. It seems like it woke him up. He made a fantastic defensive play, like you mentioned, and then he hits the bomb. That's exactly what the team needs. It's a, it's a nice shot for Teoscar to get his confidence back. It's not like he has to sit for a week and feel shitty about himself and everyone's got to like point fingers at him. No, he's not the single reason the team's inconsistent, but he is a reason the team is inconsistent at times. So sit him down and then have him come in the next day with a new effort. And that's exactly what happened. The third up we have is all about the bullpen and they had to use their bullpen for just based on my rough count, 11 innings in this series, I believe. And the only reliever who gave up a run was David Phelps. Um, That is really, really encouraging for this team. Their bullpen is a storyline that seemingly hasn't gone away for the last two seasons. Now, Um, a lot of talk that, you know, they didn't do enough at the deadline. Anthony Bass wasn't going to be enough. I think you can, you know, maybe still make that argument, but Bass looked good. Mm-hmm. Mesa came in in a tough spot, got him out of the jam. Simber got him out of a jam. Romano, Garcia pitched well. Like every, It seems like they now have sort of a stable core, at least. And maybe, again, you'd love one more high-end kind of arm, but the stable core is there for this group. Yeah, there's we're no longer in a situation where it's difficult to find someone to pitch, mm-hmm. even in even in the situation where Trevor Richards has to come into a high leverage spot in the second game because the bullpen's a little more exhausted from the extra inning games the night before Trevor Richards, who's what, like he's going to be seventh, eighth on their depth chart ahead of probably only Yusei Kikuchi at this point. Yeah, that's where he is in their depth chart. Even then you can throw your uh, technically your weakest reliever in and he just. And he, you know, strikes a guy out and it's yeah. fine. And then there's a lot of depth there. And then also in the minor leagues, you have Zach pop still in triple a, you have Julian Merriweather and his rehab assignment waiting to come up. Like there's actual depth now. Yeah. There's, there's ways to get through a game when your starter only goes five innings. It's not like a huge point of concern. I don't think that down the stretch, the thing that's going to derail this team is going to be the bullpen. That's not, that's not how I'm feeling going into September. Yeah. And I think that's a totally fair take. The one guy who you would maybe knock on a little is David Phelps in the bullpen. Um, But the interesting thing about his season month of May, he pitches 10 and a third has a 1.74 ERA. Very good numbers. Month of June craters, 12 innings, 4.5 ERA. Not a good month. July, tremendous month, nine and two thirds ERA of zero. Doesn't allow an earned run in nine and two thirds. Amazing. August, not good. 12 innings, 4.5 ERA, four straight outings to end the month where he gives up a run. So if that pattern continues, David Phelps is going to have a great September. Do you think David Phelps is going to have a great September though? Or is this a scenario where maybe you look at bringing up Zach Pop? Maybe you look at Julian Merriweather? Yeah, I think it's just the the hot hand at this point. It's the roster's expanded now to 28 guys. Yep. You have Phelps who hasn't been pitching stupendously well lately. Like you said, he's been back and forth and obviously these are pretty random sample sizes just cause you know, he's been month to month. Doesn't mean he's going to pitch well in September. Yeah. <laughs> so with a guy like Phelps, if he's not getting the job done, then while well, you have two arms down there in AAA who can come up, yeah. there was talk in the past when Trevor Richards was struggling. It was like, Oh geez, maybe they should DFA this guy to make room for Merriweather. But the thing with Richards is he has multiple years of control and he's shown in the past to be quite a good reliever. So you, 
have some patience there with Phelps. It's like, you know, this guy's on a one-year deal. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. If you have to probably not bring him back. Yeah. I mean, if you are, you're not, who cares? Like it's a depth veteran reliever. It's not the end of the world. Like if he's not getting the job done, then you have other guys to come up and get the job done. That's just where we're at. If you're pitching well, you're going to continue to pitch. If you're not, then they're going to find somebody else. It's got to be short leash time in September. Right. And I just look at Phelps four straight outings where you've given up a run. Maybe that's an instance where you need to mix things up a little bit. But the main point of this conversation was that the bullpen was actually very good against the Cubs. And if the bullpen wasn't good against the Cubs, uh, we're certainly not sitting here talking about winning two or three against them. No. And boy, wouldn't have that been an embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the, the, the performance of the bullpen put up here, I mean, in game one, they came all the way back and they damn near blew it. Jimmy Garcia had a fantastic performance, also aided by a very good play from Bo Bichette at second base, the double play, though there was yeah. a little bit of luck on that one. And then in the second game too it was a ton of effort from the relievers and you don't get that then you've all of a sudden lost that game too so the jays are getting fine pitching from their bullpen they now need the bats to show up and get hot yep they certainly do uh moving into our down into the downside of this conversation david phelps i think we can kind of pencil in as i guess one if we want to be cheap with it uh mitch white did not have a great start and it's now back to back starts that haven't really been that good for Mitch White. 13 earned runs over his last nine and two thirds innings pitch between the starts against LA and Chicago. Um, Concern? Weird. It's 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 strange. It's strange because when he came in, he looked good. And I like his stuff still. Yeah. I mean, it's all still there. I mean, like the the makings of a a solid backhand pitcher are all still there. Mm -hmm. We all saw it in his first two outings. It was like, you know what? This guy can pound the strike zone. He throws pitches that move like there's a, there's a decent starter there, but then also you got to remember this is a number five starter and sometimes number five starters aren't particularly good. Yeah. But the reality is even in a terrible outing, the, the third game against the Cubs there, he still goes four and two thirds allows six. Obviously you're not giving the team a chance to win, but we're not talking about a Yusei Kikuchi meltdown where he goes two winnings and it completely fucks the bullpen. At least he's eating them up. Yeah. Right. So at yeah. least there's that, but that being said, when you toss White out there again and it's a third bad start in a row, then you kind of have to ask yourself the question as to what's the plan moving forward? Are we going to keep using this guy? Should he be a multi-innings bullpen guy? Who's the next guy in line per se? Casey Lawrence got called up as part of the roster is expanding. Yeah, that's a tough one. If that's your next guy in line, then yeah. Whoop. So I mean, unfortunately, like we talked about this in the last pod the, with... I don't know. The, the the contingency options are Lawrence and Thomas Hatch, who were terrible when they came up, or Kikuchi, yeah. who, as we know, cannot throw a strike. So it might just be Mitch White goes out and you just plan accordingly. You plan mm-hmm. that. All right. Maybe this is the day that we need a long arm in the pen to be yep. up and ready. Third down is just going to be, you know, finding not finding a way to get the sweep against this Cubs team. And it was a very sweepable series. But I mean, they scored five runs in the last game, thanks to a couple of dingers, Biggio and Kirk. But other than that, like the offense just didn't get going. And it was a bullpen day by the Chicago Cubs who don't have a good bullpen. And that just leaves a bad taste in my mouth that even though Mitch White didn't have a great start, allowed the six earned runs you still didn't find a way to beat the Cubs when they had a bullpen day. And that just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. You would have liked to have seen the Jays put up a little bit more offense than that really throughout the entire series all told. I mean, pretty much a lot of the offense in this series was home runs. It was Danny Jansen's home run in the first game. It was Mm -hmm. Teoscar's home run in the second game. And then in the third game, there was two separate home runs. And I mean, we all know the Jays are a a home run offense. That's who they are, but it's, 
not the best thing to not see them putting together rallies against a shitty team like the Cubs. You know, you'd love to see just the Jays pop off with a couple of huge innings, maybe one where there's they draw a couple walks and then hit a double and then hit a single, that kind of thing where they're really stringing hits together. It doesn't seem like that's where they are right now. The lineup is very far from hot. They had guys come through with big hits, which is great, but right now they're not clicking and they have to start clicking when they're playing Baltimore and Tampa in September. Yeah, because I, I don't think in those series you can just go into it and be like, hey, I hope we get a big dinger here or there or whatever, right? Like the having a home run heavy offense naturally leads to being feast or famine at points. But I think the Jays need to show that they also have the ability to get a rally going, send six or seven guys to the plate when you score three or four runs and, and things like that. It's just going to make it a little bit more sustainable. And they'll certainly need that throughout the month of September. Um I want to transition this into a conversation about what Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro had to say earlier this week. Um, do you read anything? Are you, what, what kind of feeling do you get? Maybe is my question. These two coming out and doing a bit of a media tour, the timing of it. Yeah. The timing of it seemed weird to me. So Atkins come at Atkins comes out after they get swept by Anaheim and he's kind of talking, you know, let's focus on the big picture here. Let's remember it's the dog days of August. There's burnout, there's fatigue. This is this, these are not Atkins's words. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing essentially what he talked about. And he's like, Hey, look, remember that behind the scenes, you're not seeing everything that goes into the day-to-day prep. And he's, what he's basically doing here is coming out and defending guys like Bo or Teoscar or whoever that get yeah. kind of the ire of the fans where we're being like, Oh, this this guy doesn't pay attention enough. He doesn't try hard enough. He doesn't want to win. He cares about himself, blah, blah, blah. Lots of fans will say shit like that. So Atkins is coming out and kind of trying to defend that. But what his quote kind of ultimately showed was, hey, fans, you can't be mad at the players, which isn't really the ideal message to send. So then after Atkins does that on Monday, Shapiro has to come out shortly after that and talk himself in which he's basically, he just straight up admitted the season has been up and down and kind yeah. of strange, but he's also saying, Hey, look, you got to believe in the talent in this room. Yeah. His direct quote was, it's been an up and down season. Certainly one that's one. That's one of the more strange ones that I've observed. But at the same time, I know having the privilege to have a front row seat, you can have a group of guys that care more, work harder or are better teammates and have talent. That quote there feels like, you know, he's really addressing the, oh, yelling at Vlad, Teoscar not hustling. Like that is a pretty blatant defense of those incidents. And I find it interesting that Shapiro felt the need to come out and say that because when someone in his role does. I don't know if there was really nothing there. You almost just don't feel the need to come out and say yeah. anything is, is kind of what I'm getting at here. That's what I thought too. It's usually you, um, you won't hear from managers too much after the trade deadlines passed. You know, it's kind of like you'll hear from Ross Atkins at the beginning of the year and then a month in how the team's doing and then deadlines approaching. So he's talking a bunch. Maybe Shapiro will come out after the trade deadline and be like, Oh, we did this. Here's what our plan was, blah, blah, blah. But it's been a month since the trade deadline and both of them separately come out to talk about how great things are behind the scenes. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much to read into it and look in and, and think, okay, it seems like something's a little bit weird and they're trying to get out in front of it. That's kind of what it seems. What's like. that drill tweet or whatever, when it's like, don't tell the media yeah. I'm mad. Don't I'm tell the newspapers I'm mad. Don't tell, I'm not mad. Don't tell the newspapers I'm mad. It's, it's, it that, that's kind of what this like, Hey, 
no one better be writing that there's problems behind the scenes because there's definitely not problems behind the scenes, you guys. Yeah. Or that that's one weird. that's like my T-shirt that says there's no problems behind the scenes is generating a lot of questions about uh, yeah. problems behind the scenes, <laughs> which uh, I mean, who knows? I, I, we're, I think we're also just kind of like very loosely speculating on things. Obviously, this may have just been Atkins and Japara being like, hey, we should get some positive quotes out there in the media. So let's just go do this and just quiet down this conversation yeah. a little bit and there probably isn't major beast behind the scenes, but I think you could imagine the point I'm making here is that there's probably some tension in that clubhouse right now. Probably when you get swept by the angels and you go into a run of games against LA and Chicago, where you go, we should be winning a ton here. And you only win two of those five games. And now your spot in the playoffs is very much in jeopardy. I don't think there's a lot of smiling going on in that clubhouse. No. And I don't, I also don't think like you mentioned the Bowen Vlad thing, the, the bow shouting at Vlad yeah. on the bench. I don't think that's necessarily the end of the world. These no, guys no, have known no. each other for a very long time. They played together. They won a championship together um, down in the minors. Um, yeah. I mean, these guys know each other. If 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 that's Bo's way of venting his frustration with himself or if that's his way of motivating a teammate or if that's just, you know, whatever it is for him, they know each other better than any of us do seeing from TV. So I don't think we can sit here and be like, oh, there's a huge rift between Bo and Vlad. And even if there is, I don't know if it really matters that much. I don't think the guys on the 2015 team were all best friends. They no, I'm pretty to. sure they weren't. <laughs> no, I don't think it really matters all that much. If you have two guys who are a little bit competitive and a little bit edgy with each yeah. other on your roster, I really don't think it's the end of the world. And that's, again, that's yep. just speculation. I, I think that's totally, totally just speculation. They, there might be no beef here. Who knows? Uh, let's take a look at what else was going on around the American League. Coomzy, the Yankees lost two of three to the L.A. Angels. They're unstoppable, man. The Angels are <laughs> they're, uh Yeah, this sure. this honestly would feel like quite an Angels thing to do would yeah. be for them to play like 700 baseball in September and then obviously still miss the playoffs by like nine games. But sit there and be like, ah, just didn't piece it together at the right moment. Yeah, to be like the Leafs with the JSO band season that one year. Yeah. What was that? 2005, six. Um, so the Yankees lost two or three. They're off to Tampa. Now that is like it's interesting. This weekend could line up very, very well for the Toronto blue Jays. I think the hope is you take care of business against Pittsburgh pirates. We'll get to that in a second, <laughs> but one of Tampa or New York sweep that series. Who would you rather see? Who are you? Who, who do you, who do you care about ca- catching? I care about Tampa personally. I care more about Tampa. If you sweep Pittsburgh, Tampa gets swept by New York. You're sitting here a game up on Tampa all of a sudden. That would be fantastic. fantastic, If the reverse happens, you sweep Pittsburgh and Tampa sweeps New York. Then you're five games back in the New York Yankees with a month to play and some head to head games. Still, it's not the worst spot to be in because they play the Yankees three more times. I think it's just three more times, but they play Tampa five more times. So yeah, nine more times. Wait, nine. They play the it's It's the Orioles 10 and Tampa nine, right? That's what it is. And then it's Red Sox and Yankees three each. Yeah, I think. Okay, correct. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, There's a part of me that says, if you're going to catch the Rays, you're going to do it on the back of those head to head games. You're going to have nine games against them and you're going to go six and three. You're going to gain your three games on them and then just kind of be even with them the rest of the way. That's probably your path to catching the Rays. You're likely not catching the Yankees, but this at least provides you a little bit of a chance a weekend where you're playing a garbage franchise in Pittsburgh and the Yankees who are not playing well still get the Rays. It's interesting, but I also, but also my mind is wandering and it's being like the Yankees collapsing is funny. Yeah, I know. Right. It's It'd funny. be great to see, even if it's the Rays winning the division It's funny. Yeah. 
Um, the Rays this week, they swept a two game series with the Marlins. So they're still, you know, quite a ways or they're six games back of the Yankees. Jays are eight. Uh, the other series we were keeping an eye on the Mariners got two wins against Detroit. They, uh, they won. They won today. Actually they yeah. won today. Okay. Yeah, so a three game sweep for the Mariners over the Tigers. Cool. There's a team that's taking care of business and beating the shit out of bad teams. That right? must be nice. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what does that feel like? The Orioles split. Two to start their series. They haven't started game three, but they got Shane Bieber on the bump. So, or sorry, uh, Cleveland has Shane Bieber on the bump. So that might be a tough one for the Orioles today, taking on the Guardians. Um, Baltimore right now sits two back. So they're either two and a half or one and a half back heading into the weekend. They called up though, top prospect. Yeah. And did you see his first dinger? Yeah. That was unbelievable. Gunnar Henderson, uh, 21 years old, considered the top by many to be the top prospect in baseball. Hits his first career home run swings so hard his helmet comes off and with his flowing blonde hair is rounding the bases with no bucket. That was cool. It's sad. It's like, uh, we, we weren't, it's sad from a Blue Jays perspective. It's Very like, sad. oh geez, we really weren't expecting the Orioles to be good this year, but they're doing good vibes, fun stuff in Baltimore yeah. and it fucking sucks. It's like the narrative that I feel like a lot of people around baseball would love to see is like the young Mm -hmm. plunky, irrelevant Orioles coming up with all their rookies and catching the Jays who were supposed to be the team. Yeah. And I mean, it's laid out there for the Orioles. They certainly have the chance to do it and it would be awful. I can't like, I mean, I haven't thought in my head too many times what it would look like if the Jays missed the playoffs this year. I've kind of just blocked it out. Mm -hmm. But now that we're into September and it's there and the Orioles are two games back and they play each other so many times and they're calling up all their prospects and they look like they're on fire. Yeah. Ah, it's a bit of a worry. It's worrying. Well, because it's only two games. If the Jays were two games out of a playoff spot, we'd be sitting here being like, God, there right was so much hope. They're right there. They can easily catch a team that's floundering. That's what we were last year. Yeah, that's exactly. Two, so three games behind Boston and New York. I think it's natural to be concerned right now. Uh, you touched on it a little bit. Rosters expanding to 28. Bradley Zimmer is back, baby. Fantastic. This is uh, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's, 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 it's honestly so funny how different September call-ups are now. Like remember back, you know, think about like 2014 for the Jays. It's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. September call-up time. They're going to add, you know, like Dan Norris and Kendall Graveman <laughs> and Aaron Sanchez and everyone's coming up. It's going to be sick. And now it's like, okay, you can add two more guys and it's Bradley Zimmer's back again. And Casey Lawrence, just in case someone shits their pants. It's not fun, but I understand. We talked a lot of shit about Bradley Zimmer on the last few episodes of the pod. This is kind of like when your buddy breaks up with a girlfriend that you didn't like and you're like, man, she sucked. Thank God you got out of this great play. Like things are looking up. Then a week later, he's like, hey, we got back together. And you're like, ooh, what, my question <laughs> kind of is, is like, what what role does Zimmer play on the team now? Well, how do you yeah, that's fair. So. Right. I think it'll be like he pinch runs for someone and then a defensive or the next time he comes up to bat, someone else just hits for him. So you could do maybe it's you a free start, spot. Yeah. You can do Jackie Bradley Jr. as your starting center fielder and then pinch hit for him later in the game. And then you still have a good center fielder to come in later. So you don't have to yeah. be worried about, oh shit, we can't pinch hit for Jackie Bradley because well, then all of a sudden, who the fuck is your center fielder? Well, now Zimmer's back, so he can go be yep. a center fielder. Okay. Give, gives you an extra body, you know, like if it's a game, for example, where you have Springer at DH, right? So Bradley, like you said, starting in center field late in the game, you, hey, we want Alejandro Kirk to hit for him. Or maybe the way he's swinging the bat, you want Danny Jansen to hit for him. And then you can have Zimmer run, go to center field, and you're all good. Extremely random thing, but um, James G on Twitter, a great follow. He was talking about where the Jays would most want to go on the road in the wild card. 
And he was pointing out how bad the vibes are when the Jays play in Cleveland, which I agree with. You think mm-hmm. back to 2016, but there was also a terrible game last year where Tyler Chatwood came in and walked four straight guys. One of the guys he walked was Bradley Zimmer as a pinch hitter. So I'm thinking back to Cleveland last year using Zimmer as a pinch hitter and him drawing a walk, and it is inconceivable to me. That can't be real, but it was written down in baseball <laughs> reference. Apparently it's real. Uh, That's fucked. If the season ended today, the Jays would be going to Cleveland for a best of three series. I don't get good vibes <laughs> out of Cleveland at all. I go back to the ALCS that one year. It's not a lot of fun. In Cleveland also was when they had the walk-off inside the park home run, right? With Melvin Upton Jr. That was in 2016? Yeah, maybe something like that. That's your memory is better at that stuff than mine. Yeah, I remember Um, all these these fucked up things that happened. If if you're not going to Cleveland, the next most realistic option right now, Tampa. Yeah, as you end up having to go to Tampa. Oh god, I wouldn't mind going to Seattle. Going to Seattle would be fun. fun. That'd be fun because you know Jay Signs would take that place over. It would be the Mariners would try so hard to prevent it, but the Jays Jay Signs would take. You imagine you like have to show your passport before the game, and they ban Canadians from going. You're like a Canadian citizen Mariners fan, and they're like, "We're not letting you in." Completely. Jays insane. fans go in with Mariners gear on. Take it, Take off. it off. Isn't that was the Tampa Bay Lightning had a, a thing like There's that? There's a couple NHL they? teams that do that. That's they wild. like ban you from buying tickets if you're out of state or out of their like bubble. It's weird. I, I wouldn't be. That would be interesting to see how Seattle would handle that. There's no way the Mariners would allow for a Blue Jays fan takeover in a in their first playoff series since 2001. I would imagine They'd have to do something. Right? They would have to do something. Um, but how do you stop that? Because Mariners fans could buy tickets and resell them, right? Yeah, and, and that's how that. you'd have to get them if you're a Jays fan. Because I would imagine Mariners playoff tickets are already on sale, right? They're probably doing the secure your tickets now if we host a wild card series, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if BK bought uh, 2022 Mariners season tickets and just didn't show up to a single game so we could perhaps buy <laughs> Blue Jays playoff tickets it's in like Seattle. Seats right behind home plate that have just been vacant all year because BK is like, what if? Well, that's what BK did for uh, the Jays. He bought uh, 2022 season tickets so that he could have a, a leg up to get home playoff tickets for the Blue Jays in 2022. So hopefully that works out for him. <laughs> I hope that works out for him too. Uh, Casey Lawrence is the other player uh, getting called up right now. Uh, I think that gives you some insight into what they could potentially be looking to do on that Monday doubleheader against the Orioles, right? It seems natural that it'll be a Casey Lawrence start and a bullpen day. Yeah, you'd think it'd be something like that. I think another piece of logic behind adding Lawrence to the roster right now is since you have that doubleheader on Monday in Baltimore coming up, following your three-game series against the Pirates in Pittsburgh, is if one of the three starters going shits their pants and the starters going, I think... It's going to be Manoa, Stripling, and Barrios. So you have three pretty good bets there. But let's say on Sunday, Barrios does one of his weird Barrios starts and goes two innings. Mm -hmm. Then at least you can throw Casey Lawrence in to mop it up. Or from the other perspective, let's say the Jays are beating Pittsburgh 10-0 in the fifth inning. Then you can just bring in Lawrence to mop the game up. That kind of thing. Just so that you haven't used your big arms. Like the last thing you want is to have to use like Jimmy Garcia in the seventh inning of some bullshit game or something like that, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what their contingency is there. Uh, they are able to add another player for the doubleheader. So oh, yeah. maybe Merriweather, Zach Pop comes up, but there's also challenges there because I think Merriweather's out of options. And there's also the rule where you can only send a guy up and down so many times. So if someone's coming up, they're probably not going down. So I would imagine they want to kind mm-hmm. of space these things out so that they yeah. don't run into a situation where they have to wave a guy or they, they can't option a guy. That kind of thing. There's a lot of complexities to this and we'll have to trust them. All right. Uh, That series against Baltimore comes up after a series against Pittsburgh. Let's get set for that after a quick break. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right, it is a three-game series coming up this weekend at the Dome against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Never mind, it's in Pittsburgh. I messed that up. My bad. Uh, anyways, our friends at Points Bet Canada. Why are you looking at me like that? It is an away series. It's at the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just messed up. The beautiful one. PNC Park in Pittsburgh. It is a beautiful ballpark. It'd be a great one to go to, but it imagine be. making the drive from Toronto to Pittsburgh, and they're like, Casey Lawrence, spot start. You like think you're getting Manoa? You're like, yeah, I'm going to see Manoa on the road in September. Like, oh, no, it's Casey Lawrence. Sorry. Um, Yeah, that wouldn't be ideal at all. The Jays are obviously going to be big favorites for this series coming up against Pittsburgh. That's because the Pirates are junk. They are 49 and 81 on the season. They are two and eight in their last 10 games, and they have a minus 201 run differential. That's so bad. They're also terrible at home, 26 and 36. They're basically all around just not a good team. Yeah, you can't name any guys on this roster off the top of your head. There's that that new guy they call O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz. Who is, he, it seems like every second day that guy's hitting a ball like 116 miles an hour. And they're like, oh, stack cast record. He's unreal. He's an interesting player because he's got like this cannon for an army. He threw this yeah. one, one bomb to first base from short. And I was like, oh, geez, I wouldn't have wanted to catch that at all. New. No. That would suck. And then he hits that one home run that was just like a straight line. Mm-hmm. Or was it a long single and hit off the wall? Something insane like that? Well, he's had a bunch. Like He hit the one home run, I think, last week into the stands. And it was like 115 miles an hour off the bat. And I watched the guy in the stands like try to catch it. And I was like, you should probably just not do that. But he's also batting 202 with a 665 OPS. And this is the only player on the Pirates that anyone knows. Yeah, like he... Clearly hasn't been productive. He's just been making the highlight reel a bunch of times. Their best guy. Yeah. I mean, you look up and down this roster and like their best qualified OPS is Brian Reynolds at 795. Their best starter ERA was Jose Quintana, who's since been traded away to the St. Louis Cardinals. The next best guy after that is Ronzi Contreras, who has a 357 ERA through 12 starts. Yeah, not a lot of good stuff going on there. I'm, I'm not very familiar with the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
personally. And I don't, I don't <laughs> think anyone listening really would be either. Um, but yeah, the Pirates are not a good team. They're going to face Alec Manoa in this series as well. And they are, I, I was going to rattle off some stats about like how they are against right-handed <laughs> pitching and stuff, but like, it's just irrelevant because they're bad at everything. They're 28th in OPS against right-handed pitching. Like this should be, you win every game by two or three runs. You should win every game handily. This should not be stressful. And the shitty thing about the Cubs series is even in the two wins, it was stressful. Yeah. So um, basically, yeah, like I said, they're two and eight in their last 10. They lost six, one to the Brewers, beat them four two, lost seven, five to the Brewers. There's just no reason why the Jays should lose a baseball game here. Um, no. Manoa stripling Burrios for the Blue Jays. No one knows who's pitching for the Pirates because they might not have any major league pitchers. We don't know if they exist. No, because they're also expanding their roster. So guys might be coming up. <laughs> I, I, we just really don't know. It's the Pirates. We can assume it's someone who's probably not that good. Yeah. But the Jays have a hard time sometimes with pitchers who are not very good. <sighs> yeah. So I'm unfortunately anxious ahead of this series. Unfortunately. I, I am too. Like just if they would have swept the Cubs, I would have been like, here we go. We're, we're on the right track here. Um, the other interesting thing about this series is that the Friday, Saturday games start at six 35 Eastern. So it's four, four, four 35 mountain time for us in Edmonton. Um, weird. But even at, like six 35 start times for Friday, Saturday is weird. And then it's a noon Eastern start on Sunday. So uh, very odd start times this weekend. Yeah, that's really bizarre, but Either Hopefully way. they make it worthwhile and they yep. just kick the shit out of the pirates, which is exactly what they need to do. That is exactly what they need to do. Uh, Coomzy, you try your best to enjoy this. I say that to you every episode and honestly, I'm not confident you're going to enjoy this. I'm not confident you're going to enjoy it either. Like I think they, I think they could sweep them, but I think we're in for like one or two games that are just like not pretty. So. Yeah. I have a weird feeling that it's going to follow the pattern of they win the first two games and we're like, and then nice. they lose the, third game and it kind of kills the vibe like Coomzy. like against chicago right that's exactly what yeah. happened coomsey's prediction is in i'm going to say sweet but there is a one run win mixed in there something really really tight some, in one of some nasty shit where maybe yeah. they're losing in the top of the ninth and they come back and they win like three two want to double the gap or some nonsense like that a home run from bradley zimmer yes no, uh, that's going to do it for episode 107. Shout out to DoorDash. Shout out to our friends at Points Bet Canada. If you're in Ontario, check them out. Download the app. That's a wrap. We'll talk to you again after the series against Pittsburgh. Best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.